internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel, to telecommuting from home, to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Paul Frazier. He is from BZ Trans Systems and those are those boards, they look like surfboards, that you use to help transfer people who have mobility issues from the bed to the chair. Uh, so if you guys are having any of those issues, check out bzboards.com. But today we're going to be talking about mental health in the workplace. And you know, Paul, with, with the pandemic and people working from home, I think that mental health is like a household term now because we're used to being stuck in the home in northern climates. You know, we get a blizzard, you get snow, you can't get out, you know, bad weather. But that's a small drop in the bucket to being stuck in your home for three, six, nine, ten months. The kids are home from school. They're no sports after school and mental health in the workplace has taken on kind of a new level because we're really not in the workplace. Many of us we're working from home, trying to make this quasi workplace. And there's, there's technical issues, Paul, like let's talk a little bit about this. You're in Minnesota. I'm in Los Angeles. Sometimes we can get on the Wi-Fi. Sometimes we can't. And there's no tech support to help us. We can't call down to tech support in our office to come help us. We have to figure these things out ourselves. Well, let's be honest. We don't even know when this thing is going to be over with, this um, pandemic. And so people not only have mental health, but they also have anxiety, which can cause a lot of mental problems too. Um, so with this pandemic comes a lot of anxiety and a lot of unknowns to where people are used to doing a, what you call a schedule of their day. And their schedule now is being altered by this pandemic and also by mental illness. Um, I think anxiety and mental illness, do you think they go together, Sandra? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, with anxiety, you know, when I have anxiety, it ramps me up something crazy. I can't sleep at night. Yeah. I'm nervous all yeah. the time. And then I'm exhausted. And then I'm too yeah. exhausted to do the things I need to do. And then I look at my office. It's a mess. I look at my bedroom. It's a mess. I look at the kids' rooms. They're a mess. And everything starts tumbling down. And then I walk around my house going, this is a disaster area. The kids are frustrated and angry. I'm trying to put a dinner together at the last minute, and then the food isn't very good, and everybody's in a bad mood. You do that day in mm -hmm. and day out for a couple yeah. weeks, much less a couple months, and it's going to affect everybody's mental health. Oh, God, you ain't kidding. And especially with, uh, you know, like you were saying, people working from home, there's a lot of people out there that, like I said, had a schedule of going to work every day and day. But again, 
they're telling people not to go to work. They're telling people to social distance. They're telling people to wear the mask. They're telling people this and this. People are not used to be told what to do. And people want to get back to life as, you know, as soon as possible where we can go do everything we can. See, and you know what really helps mental well-being, I think, is exercise. And to, you know, when you're at home with your office, doing your office stuff, uh, home working, step away from the computer and just gather yourself because that computer can make you go nuts, too. And when you're on that thing eight hours a day and not getting up from where you're sitting at and you're you're sitting there looking at the blue screen, that can make you go crazy. So there's a lot of the issues with mental health is is like a commonplace for a lot of people. And it's not, I mean, it's very popular amongst the population of, of people around the world. I guarantee there's a lot more people with mental health, people that hide it too, people that can hide their mental health too, so that people don't even know that they have it. And that's scary. But we just, you just got to realize that when you do have mental problems, there are people out there that can help you get through your problems. I mean, it is curable. It's just, you got to go out there and get help for it. Well, yes. And, and I think, you know, as company owners, you know, you and I both, both work with yep. companies, we have to be mindful of our own mental health so that, you know, if I'm having a bad day with my kids or a bad day with a client, I can't come back and complain to everybody in the workplace because that just brings everybody down. Or sometimes people complain about things and I sit there going, I wish I had these problems. You know, one of the things that happened recently was um, one of my clients was complaining that he has three cars and it's such a pain for him in a pandemic to try to get them serviced, to try to get them cleaned. Yeah. And I thought to myself as a single soul supporting working mom, you know, I would love to have that problem. I have one car. If it breaks down, I'm screwed, you know, and there's yeah, oh yeah. nobody yep. else to have this. So I think it's important that when people are in positions of power and privilege, you know, if you are the, the owner, if you are the child of an owner, people are going to look at you that you have much more privilege than they do. So I think you have to be super careful about what you complain about because you're complaints, you know, their complaints might be they don't have enough food on the table. And your complaint is you've got three cars and you don't know which one to wash. That's going to cause well, problems. In yeah. The yep. And, you know, and I was, you know, Sandra, as a business owner and as you as a business owner, too, you, we have to take steps to protect our employees, too. And one of the first steps um, as a as a business owner is to simply take stock of the mental health of your workforce, you know, let them know where you stand. And the easiest way to gauge the well-being of your employees is to just flat out and come out and ask them how are they feeling today? How's everything going? You know, make them feel like they're a part of your family instead of making them feel like they're an employee and just Pay attention to what they're saying. 
Paul, I'm just going to stop you for a minute because now is a really great time to thank our sponsor. And our sponsor today is Talkspace. And for those of you that want to look this up while I'm talking, go to Talkspace.com or download the app and use the promo code COACHTALK to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. And what I like about Talkspace is it's so easy and the pandemic has really changed everyone's mental health. Some of us are juggling childcare. Paul, you are, I am. We're working full time in the house. Many of us, Paul, I know you and I talk about this. We're fighting with our partners and our parents more than usual because I have my dad in my house. And on top of that, many of us are encountering unexpected job changes and challenges. And it's a lot to handle under normal circumstances, but it's especially grueling during a pandemic. And all of this leads to this huge crushing amount of stress, which is why I am so grateful that I have my talk space therapist who lets me vent anytime I want. Talkspace therapists give you the support you need to feel your best, and they have thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more, and your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals. I think you'll be amazed at how much progress you make each week that you attend therapy. Now, Talkspace is affordable. It's a fraction of the cost of in-person therapy, and instead of waiting for an appointment, you can send unlimited messages to your therapist 24-7, and they'll engage with you daily, five days a week. They have thousands of licensed therapists with years of experience in over 40 specialties. And, you know, we talked about anxiety and depression, but they also can help you handle substance abuse, trauma, anger management, relationship issues, food and eating, and so much more. Now, Talkspace is secure and private. It uses the latest end-to-end bank grade encryption technology to store client information, and it complies with the latest HIPAA regulations. My therapist gives me practical advice that really changed my life for the better, and I would like that for you too. I'm so glad I found Talkspace and got the support I need, and you can too. So as a listener of today's podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match you with a licensed therapist today, go now to Talkspace.com or download the app. And make sure to use the code COACHTALK to get $100 off your first month and show support today. That's COACHTALK and Talkspace.com. Now, Paul, we were talking about some things that we can do about learning people's names, but it's also helpful to learn some things about the person that you're working with so that you can kind of engage in a better way. Yeah. And hey, how's it going, Paul, today? And shine them on. You know, make sure you know the person's name. Make sure you know if, you know, they're married and they have a a kid with an illness or, you know, Mm -hmm. they have caring for an elderly parent. Hey, hey, Paul, how you doing today? You know, hey, how you doing with your dad? One little fact about that, what that person is struggling with, you can't fix it, you can't change it. But you can acknowledge what the person's going through. And just that little bit can make all the difference in the world in how that person sees you because you've now seen them as a person with struggles, rather than Mm -hmm just an employee with a throwaway, hey, how you doing? I don't really care. I'm just going through the motions. When you And you don't need to stand there and talk for 45 minutes about their problems. You just need to, to acknowledge what's going on with them and maybe give a kind word, go, you know what? I'm really proud of the way you're handling this or you know, something encouraging to that person that can really make a difference in their workday. Well, yeah. In today's society, it's so hard. I mean, Back when the days when we were, I was an employee working for my dad and stuff, 
they never brought up mental health with anybody. Um, there was no such thing as mental illness. I don't, I mean, I didn't hear it back in the seventies and eighties that much at all. And my uncle had it. Um, but as far as in the workplace, there was never no handouts, no nothing. But nowadays, boy, I tell you what, you really gotta, you really gotta pay attention because Mental illness is very dangerous. It's dangerous in private life, and it's also dangerous in the work 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 life too, because it can cause uh, just a domino effect within the company, and it is just a destroyer of of businesses, and it's a destroyer. Well, it's a destroyer in life too, you know. Absolutely, and you know the thing is, when we know better, we can do better. You know, we're not trying to coddle yep. employees. We're not trying to coddle anybody. Mm -hmm. We're trying to get the best productivity out of them. And happy employee yep. is a productive employee. And when you treat your people well, you have less turnover. And the hiring of someone and training of someone can be a one or two year endeavor. So if you have someone on your team that needs some extra mental health support or needs yep. Uh, you know, a little bit of assistance in their areas, then it's worth it because those employees are a valuable commodity. Gone are the days when you could just, you know, drop one factory worker and throw in another one that day. Yeah, well, you know, I think BZ Trans Systems, and I do believe that Copper Touch, I think now we're going to start to promote uh, this culture of mental illness of openness through small gestures <clears throat> you know such as putting up posters about mental health in in prominent places around your office you know you could uh, uh, place uh, advice and information about mental health in your company's newsletter or in a on the pages of other pamphlets that we have around the office but you know you really got to be aware of, and you know what you what you do with the people, your employees, is very important because you just don't want to be a boss to these people. You got to be more the open and talk about their life and talk about everything that is is about their personal life because I I do believe that when you become personal with the employees they start to open up to you and they start to tell you stuff that maybe one employee comes into the office one day and he doesn't feel the best. He's depressed. He's, he's bummed out about something. Take him in the office, close the door. Let's sit down. Let's talk about it. By the time he leaves there, my goal is to at least get some information about his life, the way he operates in his personal life. Hopefully you can walk out of that office feeling that, you know what, I got somebody who can listen to me. And if I ever have a problem, I can go to Paul and he can talk me through it. That's what I want to, that's what I'm going to start promoting at my businesses, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, the goal in a company is to have zero turnover, you know, to only right. hire people, you know, as you need them and then have them grow with the company and grow into positions. And a lot of people don't share that mindset. And when they don't share that mindset, people feel unsure and nervous about their jobs. And that puts them in a position where 
they don't feel good about what they're doing or good about the company they're working for. They're just there for a paycheck and waiting for the show. Right. Yeah, but if you can treat them like a person, like a like one of the family members, not getting too close to their, not get it's a fine line because you don't want to, you know, you don't want to be where they take advantage of you, but you want it's a fine line. And how do you come approach this mental health thing and asking employees how they're doing? You don't want to be frenzy, frenzy with them where they're thinking that they can get away with anything at the workplace. But the the main thing to do is to come across knowing that you do care about who they are. The reason why they work there is because they're good at what they do. Um, and we need you. And this company will not run without employees. I say that to my employees all the time at BZ Trans Systems and at Copper Touch. Employees are the most important thing to a business. It, otherwise, there wouldn't be a business. And to make these employees feel like they're wanted and that, you know, give, them, uh, give you information on their health, on their, on their personal life, <clears throat> not too much on their personal life. But as far as, as whatever is bugging them, you have to make, and I can't stress this enough, you have to make the workplace a place where it's open to people to talk about anything and it's private between you and the employee. I mean, it's, it's very, it has to be that way to get your employees trust, I do believe. Oh, absolutely. And trust takes time to build. Yeah. You know, and little things right. like, you know, acknowledging birthdays and, you know, or anniversaries or work anniversaries. You know, I can think of a time with my brother worked for a national right. defense contractor company and he was there 20 years. On his 20 year anniversary, they gave him a flashlight with the company logo on it. And, you know, everybody was horrified because the intent was right, you know, to honor him for his 20 anniversary, but to hand the guy a flashlight, you know, a three, four dollar flashlight with a company logo. It didn't even have his name engraved on it. You know, it was, could that be any more impersonal? And that's one of the things that when, when you are a company owner or the child of a company owner, or you're working in a family business, especially, you have to be aware of how you're perceived to the employees. You know, I grew up in a company business, Paul, and, you know, my dad and his buddy were the partners, the kids all worked in the business, but so did outside employees. So the perception of these employees were, oh, well, you get treated better because you're the boss's daughter, or you get get more perks. You don't have to have, you know, the hours we have. We work more than you and you get more than me. So there's a natural resentment. And one of the things that that people can do if they're in this situation is share with the people, you know, what they're working on, show that they do work, show that they are a contributor to the company, because that initial resentment can put up walls that make it really hard for good mental health to flourish. Right. Well, and now I think you agree with me when I when I ask you, you know, you got to have a positive relationship in the workplace. Uh, it's very crucial for the mental health. You need to be able to do your work without coming into too much conflict with your coworkers. You know, 
if you if there's conflict with the coworkers, that can cause a lot of uh, havoc, a lot of stress on everybody at the office, and the presence of any unacceptable behavior, such as workplace bullying, is disastrous to your well-being as the employee, and you have to curtail that. Um, I the positive relationship in the workplace will only promote better better employees, better efficiency as far as work goes. You'll get more out of your employees if you have more positive energy in your work, in your company. And you know what? Everybody won't be coming there going, oh boy, this is just another paycheck. Oh God, I hate this place so much. I'm just here for the paycheck. No, no, no. You, if you, if you can curtail that, you are winning with with your employees. If you can make this workplace more like a family place, more of a fun place to be, then you're going to get a lot of successful work out of them and you're going to have happy employees that will love to come to work and love to work for you. I can't imagine having somebody hate me so much where they can't stand to work for me. That would drive me nuts. Absolutely. It, and then that's the whole point is, is we don't want, you know, we make the joke about driving me nuts, but we don't want to drive our nuts. <laughs> yeah. We want to help right. them, you know, feel empowered in their job and feel good about what they do and, and that they're a valuable yeah. contributor to, you know, the company and that they matter because nobody think about it. Nobody likes to do a job where they don't matter. Right. Right. No, it, everybody's an important at the, uh, it, every everybody has a job to do a, at the business, and everybody is just as important, heck, as me, as as my co-owner Linda, as you. The employees are the most important thing in the business. They it has to be. You have to treat them right, and you have to know if something like mental illness is in their mindset because it. Like I said. If you catch it, you can you can curtail it, and you can you can uh, steer them on the right path. But you gotta know what the signs are, and a lot of those a lot of people hide the signs because they don't want to let people know. You know, there's a lot of people out there that that hide it, and so that's that's very dangerous. You gotta you gotta come up you gotta come open with it so everybody knows what's going on, and don't feel embarrassed by it because you know what, there's so many people out there that have this problem. I'd say, uh, I don't know how many people, but my God, there's a lot of people. I hear about it in the news every day about mental illness, and it all comes in different kinds of forms. You know, it's not just the guy carrying around a gun, you know, going into places, shooting things. It's it's a lot of other kinds of forms of mental illness comes in, and it's it's hard to detect. Absolutely. It is. It is. And that's where if you know the people you work with, if you, if you actually get to see them as people, you can, you can see them withdrawing, you can see them, struggling. Yeah. you know, you can see these things, you know, it's not a surprise to anyone and you can hopefully head some of these things off before they get too big and affect not only the person, but your workforce. Yeah. And also other employees may know somebody who has, is going through a problem. Don't hide it tell the people tell somebody you got to tell somebody in the workplace if you feel that this person's in trouble let people know 
you know, can get him help, you know, and get him on the right path to where he can come back to work and may it be on meds or may it be on uh, seeing a psychiatrist or whatever it may be. It's not embarrassing to come out and say that you have a problem with mental illness. Again, there's a, millions of people out there that have it. It comes in all different forms. So don't be afraid to ask for help, people. Go get it if you've got to have it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, if you have a, a broken arm, you don't think twice about going to right. a doctor and having, you know, them help. So, but if, so if you have broken feelings, you know, if you're feeling broken, yep. you know, there's, there's something that can be done. There's, there's help for you. And it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you any more than a broken arm, you know, or somebody like me being treated with cancer. Like, is there something wrong with my body? Yes, but there's not anything wrong with me. And when we go through periods of anxiety and depression and we suffer these things, there's something wrong, but it's not wrong with you. It's just something that needs to be attended to. And I think yeah. that's where we, we, we layer all these feelings on top of mental health and we immediately think, oh, somebody's crazy or somebody's this. No, no, somebody's struggling. And, you know, there are tools, there's things that can help, you know, we don't even think twice about taking, a, you know, an over-the-counter medicine for a sniffle. So we don't right. treat mental health the same way we treat, you know, physical health and, and intellectual health. If you're, if you're struggling, you know, you get a tutor to help you in school, all these things yep. are normal and natural. And we really need to normalize and naturalize caring for our mental health as just part of our overall health. Well, do you agree with me, Sandra, that the core of a good work life is life and work balance is having enough time to devote your personal needs and interests while others <clears throat> while also being able to stick to your work and commitments attending your personal life i mean that's if you have a, a, a balance between your work life and your personal life that that can be good for the mental health i mean if you have a good work life and a good and personal life I don't, I think you're doing very well as far as uh, mental illness is concerned. But the thing is, when I told you that I had an uncle that had mental illness, he had it really bad, Sandra. He had it so bad that he was, well, he had depression and he also had it so bad to where he threatened our family. So he threatened my dad and then he called up me at my house and threatened my dad told me that he's going to go shoot my dad up at the farm where he was at. And he was the owner of a company that I worked for. This uncle was, his name was Roger. <clears throat> he was the owner of this company and he was so bad, Sandra. I mean, he, his kids, I mean, it was just, I can't even tell you what he's done to him because I, it's, it would, it wouldn't be good for, for this show, but for what he did, it was so terrible. And um, now he doesn't even know who he is. Right. Now he lives in things happen. Yeah. If we don't, yeah. If we don't catch them before they become terrible. Right. And back then they didn't diagnose it as mental illness. It was, I don't know what they diagnosis back then was crazy. I don't know. 
adults growing up, they would just say, oh, that person has a problem, you know, and make, you know, make it the person's problem. And it's like, well, now we know there's things like chemical imbalance. There's things like Mm -hmm. and post-traumatic stress. And yes, do they have a problem they have that we all have to handle? Absolutely. Um, You know, but, but getting, getting some assistance and even getting on the internet now, there's so many telehealth companies out there. And some are covered by insurance, some you can pay privately, and some have group forums that you can participate as a group and get the help you need, because that's really what it comes down to, is when we know better, we do better, and then we can be a better employee, a better company owner, you know, all of these things elevate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know what, there's one way to improve your work-life balance, and that is to set limits on the length of your working day. So that, I mean, you don't have to be there all day, every day. uh, Well, every day you do, but not uh, 10, 12, 15 hours a day. That only increases your stress level, which can return to your mental health not being up to par. So take a time. I mean, limit your time at work. Get away from the stress, the reality of work, and go out. Like go out to dinner with friends, plan something with your friends during the day, have that plan. So you know that there's something good that comes after work that you can relax and wind down and just have fun because you can't be working all the time. That is a give stress. I do believe that stress promotes mental illness. I may not be right about that, but I think it does. Well, it certainly doesn't help. Put it that way. We can no. all we can all agree right. that it doesn't help. You know, does it make it worse? I, you know, we're not doctors, but we certainly right. have experienced enough to know that stress doesn't help. And you know, when you talk about this work life balance, Paul, you know, it's so important yeah. to know that our our health is comprised of so many different things. You know, we have financial health. You know, if we don't have enough money to live, that affects everything else. Our intellectual health. If we don't have job skills and and you know ways that we can support ourselves that affects our mental health you know physical health if we're you're eating you know things that don't nourish our body and you know right. make us feel good in the short term but maybe gain weight or feel sick in the long term or cause disease you know we have to have you know physical health we also have to have social health you know social mm-hmm. health means that we have friends and family and you know maybe pets or you know people or groups that we can count on and you know there's all sorts of different types of health that that we talk about and mental health is just one part of the wheel it's like one slice of pizza in the pie for all these different types of health and they all interlock they all work with each other Yep, and that's exactly true. But, and who knows? I mean, like, you know what's so you know what's so good about this thing is that you told me to you Sandra told me, and I've just started doing this to write lists out, and um, that has helped me quite a bit to not only be more organized, but to make sure that I don't get so overwhelmed with everything that I have to do as far as work goes. Um, If you guys don't know out there, but Sandra is my life coach. And let me tell you guys something. She is something else. She knows what the heck she's doing. 
So she's helping me really get through everything. And with, cause I do believe that I have a lot of anxiety. I have anxiety and it's gotten way tamed down since you have been working with me because it's made my life more complete as far as getting things organized, you know, making my life more organized and how do I never knew how to organize stuff. And that causes me a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiety, which can cause a lot of mental problems in my life, which I don't want to deal with. So that's why when you were talking to me about lists and making lists and, you know, reading all this stuff online about, you know, books on tape and stuff like that's helped me immensely. But with people, sometimes mental and anxiety comes with your commute and like traffic. You know, you're stuck in traffic. You've got to be somewhere. You've got to be somewhere in a hurry. You know, turn on a podcast. That's the best thing. Sit back and listen to a podcast. You will take your mind off of everything that you're you're doing, you know, if you're driving. But I mean, if you get to work and you're leaving work and you're going home in the in the in the rush hour, type in a podcast and just sit there in the traffic and listen to it. You won't even know you're in traffic. I've done that. It works great. It works great. It's a mental health plus you get to learn a lot about things. So my advice is when you're in traffic with mental health and anxiety. Download a podcast. I'm telling you, it's a great way to unwind if you're leaving work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and this is one of the things where you just need to slow down enough and kind of take a check on yourself and go, okay, you know, what's going on with me? How am I sleeping? How am I eating? Yeah. You know, where does my time go? You know, one of the things that Paul is doing in his coaching with me is a, a time capture tracker and you just take a simple yep. Excel spreadsheet Print it out 24 hours down one side and seven days a week. Keep track of your time. See how much time you're really spending at work versus on the things you love and with the people that you love. Because when those things get out of whack, it's really hard to pull back because you're so focused on getting your work done. You don't realize how it's creeping into your personal life. And we want to we want to work to live, not live to work. Right. And Everybody out there, if you come um, in person with um, how, how should you approach a person who has this kind of a ailment, the best course of action, I think, is to discreetly arrange a one-on-one -on -one meeting and sensitively explore how he's feeling. So, you know, just tell him, just tell him hey, come over here for a second. How are you feeling? You know, if you feel that there's something going on, talk to the person, you know, that's, he's probably the only friend that he can talk to is you. If you go approach him, don't let him approach you. You approach him. If you see something going on with this person, you approach him and you talk to him and you talk to him in a one-on-one -on -one situation and really listen to what he has to say. And I know a couple of friends of mine have got mental illness that are, in, who are in trouble now with it who are in hospitals because of this. And it is not a funny deal. And it, you have, to, you have to, to find out what is going on in people's minds before they really come out and they hurt themselves or they hurt other people. It is so, so important to catch it early and to talk to these people because you may, have, you may save their life. You never know. 
you never know, but it's the best thing you can do is talk to them one-on-one and, and tell them, you know, what's going on. How can I help you? That's the best way to do it. And I'd be surprised. There'll be a lot of people wanting to open up. Well, and, and, you know, the thing that's helpful too, especially if you're a, you know, a company owner or a manager, yeah. or a small business owner is to have some resources and you can Google online, you know, have some resources yep. handy of where you can, you know, refer people to, you know, if, if it's, if it's an addiction, you know, this is out of your wheelhouse to deal with, you know, you're not a psychologist or a, a doctor or, a no, no. you know, but so to have and have your health insurance ready and know what your health insurance benefits are. Most health insurance benefits include a rider for mental health. They might have five up to 25 or 50 sessions paid for by insurance where you could help them, you know, get the help they need using the insurance that your company pays for. You know, there's lots of opportunity for this. No one's expecting you to be the therapist. No. And you, and you were saying insurance does cover this, correct? I mean, it, it does cover mental health. Is that, do we, well, do we know that? Policy, or do... Every policy is different, but most uh-huh. policies have some sort of, of portion of, of therapy that's allotted. I know in my company, you can have up to 25 sessions and you just pay your co-payment of $25. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, and I did not know this and maybe I do a little bit now, but during the time I was growing up, I did not know that sleep triggers mental health. I did not know that. Well, I didn't know it. Your kids and your friends and yourself, when you have a bad night's sleep, how productive are you the next day? Right. Right. Yeah, that's right. And I, I never slept when I was a kid and I have trouble sleeping now. And I always wake up. I mean, I, you talk about sleep and mental health, man, I tell you what, it is, I guess it goes hand in hand, but I didn't know that back when I was a younger kid. And I used to be deprived on sleep and I used to be always in a bad mood, Sandra. I would just be in a bad mood and, and I didn't know why. And it was just, it was awful. So then I was started sleeping better when my, you know, late teens, early adulthood and things just turned around. But, you know, for one thing, nowadays people can't sleep because they got these blue screens on all night. They got the TV all night. Their phone is beeping on and off and, you know, on their dresser, you know, God, turn everything off and just sleep in a dark room. And you go to bed at nine o'clock, you get up at seven, you won't believe what kind of a day you're going to have very successful day very successful so turn all off those computers everybody and get to bed there you go <laughs> that's right i mean you know they they always say you know the old fashioned remedy is like well sleep on it you know let's see how it looks tomorrow yeah. after you had some sleep i mean there's some logic to that yeah oh yeah and there's and and you know i didn't realize that eating habits has a trigger mental health too i had no idea that eating habits can tr- trigger mental health, you know, like eating late, eating late before you go to bed. It can, it can give you mental distress. <laughs> I did not know that. Did you? I didn't know that. No, no, not at all. I didn't know that at all. <laughs> Yeah. Eating late can cause mental illness. That's what I read. 
<laughs> well, it certainly so, does, you know, help, you know, a great big meal, you know, trying to go to sleep at night. And, you know, that's why I said it's like the, the pizza pie, like everything is all yeah. connected. You know, if you don't sleep well, you don't eat well. If you're not, you know, spending yeah. time with your family or doing the things you love and, you know, uh, it's it's all connected. And well, so, go ahead, Paul. Yeah. And a lot of things, too, which causes this decline in people's health is body image, which I don't understand. But a lot of people have problems. That's another mental health issue is body image. And um, I, I know I, I, I think more women have it than guys. I don't know if that's true or not. But uh, I think it's all about well, the reason why is because society has put these people on these pedestals that we have to emulate and people look at these people like I have to be like them. And then they start getting in their heads that they want to be like this person. And they start doing drastic things, going to operations, injecting this, injecting that, you know, not eating this, not eating at all. I mean, boy, I tell you, there is so much definitions of mental illness out there that, it's it's striking how many people are walking around with this, you know. It is just it, it floors me how many people are walking around like this. That's right. I mean, and and it's, it could be us at sometimes too, you know. Some of this stuff comes and goes. It's not like you know they're all permanent conditions. So, you know, we look at what we have, and you know, I've had years where I've had better mental health than other years. Okay, so what do you mean by that? Well, you know, when, let's say, you know, you have a divorce or a death or a loss in your family, you know, when you have those things happen, you know, even the best mental health are going to have their days. But if you have some conditions that are tricky, you know, in your family, maybe you have a history of depression, maybe you have a history in your family of alcohol abuse, or, you know, maybe some other things. Those are going to be challenging times for you because when those things happen, you know, some big loss, it causes everybody to reel and somebody with mental health challenges, yourself included, it can exacerbate those. It can make them worse and more difficult to handle. And so, you know, there's a ripple effect and, you know, these things can, can make someone who's an, an addict, you know, somebody who's an alcoholic, look at the pandemic, you know, people are having difficulty staying sober and people who've earned sobriety for years are having difficulty, you know, with this additional strain of the pandemic, add a death on top of it or a home loss or a job loss, which all of those go hand in hand, you know, we've got some pretty significant challenges facing us on top of our day-to-day mental health. Right, right. You don't have to be diagnosed with it. You can have it by just going to day-to-day life. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, 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 or, I, I think. Know, go ahead. It's not an either or. And, you know, having a, mm-hmm. a, an illness, a, a, a long-term chronic yeah. illness or treatments, you know, treatments for cancer, treatments for lupus, treatments mm-hmm. for MS, ML, I'm sorry, for MS, all of those can challenge our daily mental health. Right, right. Uh, you know, all of us, you know, we sit somewhere on the mental health spectrum, and many of us will struggle with 
um, our well-being at some point in life. <clears throat> but if you're working, if your working life feels too stressful to cope with, you can take positive actions by identifying your stress triggers and examining your work-life balance. So you got that work and life balance again. If you're an employer, then remember that better employee well-being isn't just good for your staff. It is also crucial to the long-term success of the business. And I stress that very, I mean, that is a true statement right there. True statement. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know what? Thank you, Paul, for being my guest today. I think that, you know, we all walk away with having a better understanding of not only the triggers for our own mental health or, you know, being aware of things that can be in the workplace. And your company is BZ Trans Systems. You can find more about the BZ Board um, at bzboards.com. And Paul, we had a great time this week. We'll be back again next week. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.